Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back. 105.3 FM HD 2. Yes. 504. <laughs> you want to talk about snowballs, you said, huh? 638. 68. 268. 260. Yeah, I got. What's really, really cold and really, really good? Obviously, you don't have to bring up why would you want that because just like sticking your head out for five seconds will explain that to you. It's mm-hmm. hot out there. Mm-hmm. But I thought uh, we haven't really talked about that at all lately, you know, getting everything down to ice cold. What's, uh, what's your way of doing that? What, what's the, the way you like? You know, like? I almost never <clears throat> eat that stuff. No? No. I like a nice iced tea. Iced tea? Yeah. Yeah. Just a drink, well, but I don't really need it. It's cold. It's like a I drink close enough. I never, ever, ever eat snowballs. No? No. Hmm. Oh. <clears throat> Wanda's Wanda? on the phone. Let's go to Wanda. Wanda, welcome to the food show. I think. Are you with us, Wanda? Wanda, you there? Where'd she go? See her just a second ago. Did we lose Wanda, Doug? One. Oh, she did. <laughs> oh, well, these things happen. All right, 260 Treats, cold treats. Treats, cold. You know who's got a really, really delicious thing? And it's not seen very often. I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe everybody's eating it, and I just don't know it. But at um, food, at the New Orleans Wine and Food Experience, they've had it out. Um, New Orleans ice cream. Mm-hmm. Which is actually run by a Brit. Is it really? Yes, I didn't the know founder that. of the company. These is, are the guys over British. on uh, in Lakeview. No, and then they that's also Creole have one Creamery. uptown. No, that's Creole Creamery. New Orleans oh, oh, okay. ice cream is a oh, an ice people. cream that yeah. you get in the store. Uh huh. And it's really expanded. I mean, I remember meeting him probably. Um, maybe 10 years ago. I don't even know. If mm-hmm. anybody knows him, ask him to call us. I'd love to talk to him. He's probably out of the country, but he um, he has really expanded the company. And you get it in the refrigerator case or the freezer case of the store. And it's, it's you know, an obvious-looking carton. It's got fleur-de-lis all over it. But um, the ice creams have always been good. But at the New Orleans Wine and Food Experience for the last couple of years – they have um, introduced like a a cookie, a frozen ice cream sandwich cookie coated in chocolate, and it's it's really great. I mean, the whole ice cream sandwich or the cookie ice cream sandwich is then dipped in chocolate and frozen, and it's. It's really good. It's got this chocolate, chocolate mm. crust. Let's my, go to Sal. My, my, 260-6368. Just let me get this out. My favorite uh, ice cream is spumoni. I know. We know that. Let's go well, to Sal. I just thought I'd say it again. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, who, uh, who is Sal, your... first rule. Sal, Paul. welcome to the Caller. food show. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate and I enjoyed hearing that. Spumoni is one of my favorite. Coconut. Are you Italian? Uh, is, uh, probably my very, very favorite. What's that? Um, are you Italian? I am 100% Sicilian American. Yes. With a name like Sal, American you'd almost have Sicily. to be, huh? Well, uh, right. I, I, I like going to. Uh, one of the reasons I like going to uh, Del. Um, no, wait, that's not their name. Uh, Creole Creamery? Cre- no, no. No. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Angelo Bricado? No. Uh, I, no, Bricado? Not when, Bricado? I, when I remember what it is, it'll, okay. it'll pop out. Okay. Uh, but uh, I had one of those yesterday, and it's really, really good. So, anyway, well. Uh, Got a comment and an observation, and okay. a, I guess follow up by a question. The first thing, the way I've uh, kept cool the past few years is I've been mixing, and it's nothing uh, novel. It's uh, something that's pretty common now, but lemonade and iced tea together, mm. and a little bit yeah. more lemonade than iced tea. There's mm. a name really for that. Enjoy There's that. a name for that. That's what's it yeah, called? Yeah, Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And if you put vodka in it, it's called the John Daly. <laughs> and then there's one that, uh, uh, I forget what the name is, but it's about, oh, let's say three feet high and just jammed with uh, very, very alcoholic, uh, alcoholic things. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, hurricane. Yeah. Hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, the other day, y'all were talking about the Blue Runner beans, and they did a marketing survey mm-hmm. that showed that millennials won't open cans. Yes. And y'all said that they were going to be, you know, coming up with some ideas of how to repackage and remarket to that to that demographic. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, and I'm sure they're asking these questions in those think tanks where they're doing their marketing research. But I'm not so sure it's the fact that the millennials won't open the can because it's a can or because just like a lot of people over the past five to ten years they're becoming just more discriminating and they look at boxes and cans and jars a little bit condescendingly no no question and i mean think about think about how apropos the term farm to table is nowadays i mean there were a lot of farm the the one that i've heard years ago but but it, it wasn't a marketing thing, and people are becoming a lot more selective about what they eat. Yes, they are. And I don't know that I don't know if they're going to be opening up a pouch, a packet, a box, or a jar more quickly than they'll open that can. And I've got nothing against Blue Runner. Mm-hmm. We go through probably eight cans a month in our house with the kids and all because that's they love it and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah. And, you know, we throw some sausage into a, a, a saucepan, let that render down, throw some onions and the trinity in there, and then pour the can right on top of all that. And within 20, 30 minutes, it's, it's yeah. great. Yeah. There yeah. you are. Well, well I, go, yeah. go What were you going to say, Tom? Uh, so what do you think? What did you, do you did y'all discuss, or did they come up with the reasoning behind? I didn't why really talk. Yeah, I didn't really talk about the you know the the depth of it because I don't think the person that uh-huh. told me actually knew it knew the answer to it. But right. uh, it is a curious thing, and I, I find market research really fascinating in general. You know, you find out about all these people, but um, you come but up I, with a what or a statistic, but 
there's so many different whys and hows yeah, that no. it really never truly answers the question. No, well, uh, for sure. about uh, 20 minutes ago, I mentioned uh, that there were some of some of these dishes have been more liked than others. But the one and, and you mentioned on one of these um, that uh, over at uh, was it Porter and Luke? No, I think it was someplace else. And uh, they were talking about uh, Italian food, particularly, and mm-hmm. uh, and how uh, many new flavors you were getting uh, that way. And it's uh, it's been pretty good. But the one that caught my ear most is you mentioned a farm to market, right? Or, or farm, farm to table. Farm Correct. to table. Well, this is the one <clears throat> I think uh, tops all. It's seed to table. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that's a yes. stretch, I think. What do you? Well, who's who's I mean, doing look, seed to table? Uh, what is people that? with seeds and who are willing to <laughs> dig tables. little holes into people the with seeds and tables, and then drop them in there, and then away you go. And then the, several well, years later, here it is. Seed to table. Seed to table is not as uncommon as you think, although the term is. Years ago, even when I was bartending and barbacking back in my college days, our head bartender had his own herb garden in the back. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. he would use to make mint juleps and other different, uh, you know, specialty cocktails. And I'm sure the chefs did, too. So, I mean, like nice. I said, the terms and, and, the, and the cliches are, you know, becoming more popular, but... These have been these things have been around for a long time, yeah. but I do think the palate of every generation is getting a little bit more refined and particular. Yes, I agree with you. Demanding, demanding. I, well, I, I totally agree so with you. I don't you. think it's a matter of laziness or not knowing how to open a can. <laughs> well, I, I no, I don't think it's that either, and I think it's a it's a case of discrimination. But I think what's really kind of interesting about it is Trader Joe's is a good example. All right. Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's is definitely where you're going to find a whole lot of young people. And Trader Joe's is all about the processing. I mean, you can I don't I personally do not understand why you would go and buy a bag of broccoli florets when you could just buy a broccoli head of broccoli and chop the florets yourself. I mean, how That's much what time we do three times a week. Are you actually I mean, at saving? Least three times a week. Yeah. How much not are you a, actually saving by doing not that? Not a lot. I yeah. think Marianne, you and I are, are speaking the same language because how many times have I told people, why would you open a packet and dump orange powder? Oh yes. When when yes. you can just melt a pe- melt yes. some butter pour some cream, and cube up some cheese in maybe, what, 15 seconds more? I know. I know. I remember (laughs) when when the kids were little. Yeah, I remember the— Macaroni and cheese is a great dish Mm -hmm. if you do it from fast. I remember when the kids were little. I was hanging out with a mom, and she said— she said, um, "Who, who, where, wait, who cubes your cheese, or what? You, where do you get your cheese cubes?" And I went, "What? I'm, you know, I make, where do you get your I cheese make cubes? my cheese cubes. I, mm-hmm. I grate cheese. I mean, it's not that much of a savings of time. It's just uh, convenience foods are changing for sure. But I gotta say, 
I don't think we eat any less processed foods than we did 25 years ago or even 50 years ago. I you do? do? Okay, you I might and I do. do. But and it's I, because and it's because I've learned things over the years oh, yeah. and and because, you know, through trial and error and 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 practice, you, I became more efficient in the kitchen. Our well, fall you know, is talking, being, oh, well, we're I talking just, about the the millennials and picking on the millennials, but you know these are the I'm kids that grew, them at all. Oh, I they're do, the ones I do. That I are raised in the bar. <laughs> I do. I, I think no, they're I the think, ones raising I, that's, the bar. That's my point, though. I think they're raising yeah. the bar, but also doing a lot of processed foods too. They may not be opening a can, but they're going to Trader Joe's and getting well, what they're selling. And even okay, though the now, the truth is there all over. But uh, but it, our show is sponsored by Porter and Luke. I guess that means we're done, Sal. No, no, hang on a minute. It's just a few words no, no, about no. this and this and that. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyhow, uh, New Orleans, uh, Porter and Luke's is a restaurant the first that made me think the first time I saw it that it reminded me somehow of kind of like a, a blend of a cafeteria uh, eatery or a good neighborhood restaurant. And they have really stood up to that. Every time I go there, I'm surprised to see how many uh, new dishes have come up. There's always something, and particularly in the fish department, they always bring in some things to uh, get going there. And uh, that's just the beginning, though. Lots of seafood, but much more beyond that. Uh, the, uh, the kinds of things that you would get, uh, as I mentioned, in the school cafeteria, but also some of the best food that you'll find that you remember very, very uh, vividly. Uh, vividly, thank you, uh, and you will continue to do now. It's all of this, uh, Porter and Luke there on Metairie Road, uh, let's see, 1517, I think, 1517. Uh, Jefferson, oh, not Jefferson, Metairie wait, Road. Metairie Road. Metairie. And they'd love to have you come in for lunch and dinner. They're also now open for brunch on the Sundays. So uh, enjoy. And Luke. our show uh, is. Uh, we'll take a, we'll uh, take a break. Yep, yeah, so sure, why not? But now, please, this. 260 <laughs> We are back. 260 is the number. Uh, Sal and I had a good conversation going about whether or not millennials, who we pick on just a little bit too much here. You think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> who, uh, who the, the way they are changing things. And I was saying, and he was not agreeing, that um, they, they were the generation that was raised on that Kraft macaroni and cheese and don't really think too much about... Uh, getting everything that they use at home. I'm not talking about restaurants at home uh, from Trader Joe's as as packaged uh, and processed food. I cannot imagine the need for, and I realize this takes a lot longer than five minutes, but I can't imagine the need for a, a chicken stock to be out of a carton. It's so uh, simple to a make a chicken stock yourself on the stove. Why does it need to be out of a cart? Now, it may be that it's just chicken stock, but it's likely to have some sort of preservative in it, and it's not necessary. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, if you can, it's better to have a, a little bit of stock than none at all. Well, I, yeah, but it's not really that hard to do. It's yeah. like if you're, if you're cooking something 
you just throw some chicken bones in a pot with some water, and you don't even have to do the whole garni or, or the onion or the celery or the carrot. You're just looking for flavored water. So throw the chicken and the bones in there, and you've got your stock. And you could do that as soon as you come home. Takes about two seconds to fill up a pot of water, and then you know you, you don't have to use that carton. But I think a lot of people are still using an oh, awful yeah. lot of processed foods that they play head well, games with themselves about. And it's not that it's not processed; it is in fact processed. What? Well, it's uh, it, it still uh, winds up being a better product in most cases. I mean, in some, it's you know it's hopeless. But uh, well, our son. I mean, look, I am I'm in Trader Joe's probably every other week replenishing my my chocolates which supply. week is it this week it's not but, <laughs> but but you know what the chocolate i'm glad you said that because the chocolate uh-huh. jar is empty so uh so we do need Uh-oh. to replenish the chocolate That's supply trouble. but i'm just saying that uh i go in there and i see i see people in there and they're young people and they're buying a lot of stuff that has been handled that isn't exactly I'm not going to say it's not fresh. It's just that it's been processed in some way. And I don't see, I do not see the value in that. And I find it interesting that these people who are very, very concerned about canned goods and boxed goods are trading one box for another, is is my point. Mm. They're trading one box. Our son is a good example. You know, he never, ever does his own chicken stock. They always use chicken stock out of a, out of a, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they always use chicken stock out of a carton, you know, or or they have, you know, his, well, you know what, I probably shouldn't say that, but they go through a lot of pains to have perfect baby food that is homemade, and then they pull out a big tub of these little puffs that are processed from Trader Joe's made of vegetables, but there's nothing about them that are vegetable. And and I find that interesting because if you're going to do one thing, you can't just trade it for something else. I mean, you can, and it's being done everywhere, but the market research that shows that you're not going to use a can should also reflect that you're going to go to a box of some sort and get it somewhere else. I just I just find that kind of amusing. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number, 260-MENU. We're going through a whole lot of subjects here. We started this conversation by talking mm-hmm. about frozen treats. Yeah, there's plenty of them out there. Frozen and uh, They run everything from alcoholic such things all the way up to the most harmless imaginable. Uh, I would say that would be uh, some lemonade or uh, iced tea, iced tea uh, and even snowballs if you... If you buy the right kind. Well, I don't know what the wrong kind of snowballs oh, are, but they're well, all full of sugar. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, uh, snowballs are a delectable local treat and also known in other parts as shaved ice. But uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Well, they have it in other places, too. They call it different stuff. But but our snowballs are the best, I think, from Hanson's in particular with that mm-hmm. very fluffy kind of um Powder snow is what is what powder we call it. Snow. If you see it on a slope, it's a powder. You, you don't eat it, you eat it. I mean, you don't eat it, you inhale it. Yeah, you definitely it. don't. Yeah. You don't. Well, you might if it's Carefully. if it's a Hanson's snowball, but you don't inhale it on the mountain. 
Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. We should do another Porter and Luke, folks. I'm sorry, but we have six of these. Porter and Luke is a great little comfort food neighborhood cafe in Metairie. And uh, it is the place that you're going to find some great fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Very and good fried chicken. And you are going to find red beans served with either a pork mm-hmm. chop or a sausage a pork chop link. A or a ham shank that looks really great. Makes mm-hmm. a nice uh, vision walking through the dining room. They have good meatballs and spaghetti, too. They also have a pasta with chicken that I keep looking at like I should try it. I haven't yet because I can't get past the club sandwich, mm. which is fantastic and is served with their fresh cut chips. That is Porter and Luke, 1517 Metairie Road. They're in that shopping center right with Oakland Hart and Walgreens off Metairie Road. Anyway, Hanson's, what's your favorite flavor over at uh, Hanson's? I know you used to like Bot and Nola, which is no longer with us. And you got the Dr. Nut. Bot and Nola. Bot and Nola? Was that our daughter's first job? I think it was. Uh, might have been, yeah. Doing uh, selling snowballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. Right. Uh, she really right enjoyed. House. Yeah. She, you like the Doctor Nut, right? Doctor Nut. I created that. I know you did. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know what? I actually ran into a woman. Yeah. In the yard at Bot and Nola. Mm-hmm. And she was from Metairie. And when she found out that I was your wife, because they told her I was your wife, because she had gone over to try a flavor that you were talking about. It wasn't it wasn't Dr. Nut, it was another flavor. She had driven Garlic over, sardine. She had that was, <laughs> oh, what Tom, else could we it get have somebody been? to do garlic sardine <laughs> for you. But she had driven from Metairie over to Abita Springs to try a snowball flavor that you were talking about. Mm. And when she found out that I was there, she came over to introduce herself. And she told me that she was over there because you were talking about this particular flavor of snowball. What was that? It probably was uh, some variation on the... Uh, you did create the Dr. Nut? Maybe it uh-huh. was Dr. Nut. Well, I didn't create Dr. Nut. No, Dr. of course not. The, the Dr. Nut snowball but flavor, though. After it was, this place was open for the season, mm-hmm. I, I, I said, you know, I wonder if I could duplicate this. Uh, because uh, I had always uh, liked uh, Dr. Nut Dr. just drinking it. When mm-hmm. I was in my teens, I, I thought it was terrific. And, uh-huh. then it, and then it disappeared. It came back again in the 1980s, and then it disappeared again. Nobody has seen it since. At mm-hmm. least I haven't seen it. And uh, the, uh, I thought it would be a good idea uh, to make a syrup that tastes like what I remember as being the flavor of Dr. Nut, which didn't taste like uh, Dr. Nut, for just to get that out of the way, and, and had this a little quality of blueberry. There was some uh, uh, cinnamon, strangely enough, a little bit of vanilla, and a couple of other things in that line. And uh, I thought it came out good so far uh, ever since then at the, at the Bot place. Uh, they've. I think they still have it on their menu. Well, it's not Botanola <clears throat> anymore. They sold it, and it's something yeah. else now. But oh. uh, they used to have the goats in the yard next door, and it was a very it was yeah. yeah, it was a very Abita Springish kind of place. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember that that they had just like gobs and gobs of flavors there. But oh, you, yeah, they had. You're a huge Hansons fan, aren't you? Oh yeah, the Hansons. You know, uh, there's an 
there's a, 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 a little article. How would you put not, not an article exactly. Uh, when I wrote my book, uh, uh, Hungry, Hungry Town, Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one spot in there. I don't know why I, it it overwhelmed me a little bit when I first wrote it, and when I actually got to it and was uh, adjusting things, uh, I just thought of of that flavor, uh, and uh, and how the Hansons, Mary and uh, Ernest, Ernest, they were, uh, and my words were exactly were the most. Uh, loved, beloved uh, people in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that and I said, I'm going to leave that sit there and I hope somebody else uh, gets a little something out of it. But because those people were the most loving people you can possibly imagine. They were with one another. They were, they were uh, Romeo and Juliet. And that was their words for that. And they, it, it was just a wonderful thing being around them. And they and they were both different, you know. One picked on the other one a lot uh, now and then, but would put a cut to it and then uh, keep on going. But they were lovely, lovely people. Worked very, very hard to make that place what it was or what it is. Yeah, it sure what did. What it is, and now their granddaughter has it. But what is your favorite flavor there? Ice cream. You know what? It's yellow. That's the yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I uh, never like. Huh. I can't even tell you the last time I had a snowball. Yeah. I just it's too sweet. I just don't eat sweet it's stuff. It's pretty like sweet, that. all right. But um, but I think that you know honestly, I think in my whole life I could probably ha- tell you that you could count the snowballs I've had on maybe both hands, and that's mm. it. Um, I've got you beat. <laughs> yeah, you do. By uh, you could do yeah. that in one week. But anyway. Um, I think that the two snowball flavors that I have gravitated toward are nectar, which I think is really good. Is uniquely a uh, a snowball thing. It's it's really good. It's uh, and vanilla and I do and like almond, ice cream. I do like ice cream also, but I, mm-hmm. I really liked the nectar, the pink nectar. But um, the uh, the ice cream, the Hansons had was it them that did the stuffed snowball? Who did the stuff? Uh, yeah, think, yeah. It had a funny name to it. Time. It was like a, an ice cream middle in, inside yeah. of a snowball. Yeah, and uh, well, it had actual ice cream in it. Yeah, that's what and, I'm saying. And, it was and, wrapped and in fact, around. They uh, they ran into a little. Uh, they were using the the uh, uh, what was the name of that uh, ice cream flavor? I'm sorry. This was this pistachio, a, an maybe ice cream. Uh, no, it was yellow, and. But the story behind it is, well, it's not coming yeah. to me, so I'll have to hit anyway, you another day. I'm, uh, I know that they used to freeze those, and it was like just uh-huh. like a frozen treat. It was ice cream inside of a snowball. We'll take a break. We'll be right mm-hmm. back, 260-6368. We are back, 260-6368. The Fitzmaurai, the Fitzmaurai, I like that. The Fitzmaurai? <laughs> yes, Tom as, as long as we're not the Fitzmorons, which or I have been called have that. Been saying, yeah. the wife and Tom. Anyway, uh, if you would like to chat with us about food, that is what we're doing. We are talking about food. Gosh, we do run the gamut. Let's go to Regina, who's on Regina, the phone. welcome. Hello, guys. Hey. Hello, I'd like, Regina. I'd like to take this a step further. Oh? Um, 
Yes, talking <clears throat> up my, about millennials. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's when, the beat up on millennials show. Come on in. <laughs> well, no, actually, honey, I think it's just the world we live in today, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not a gourmet. Me neither. But I love good food. Mm-hmm. I don't always think you get your best food in expensive restaurants. Mm-hmm. I think that you can be very happy. I personally, we love mom and pop. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that sometimes, well, a lot of the times, I really feel like restaurants, especially high-end restaurants, uh, it's going to be very difficult in the future. And I know Tom right now was probably shaking his head. but Why do you say that? Because I mean, not about me, but about the uh, prediction. Wait, let her finish through what she's saying. Yeah. Go ahead. You mm-hmm. think in, in fancy restaurants what? Well, just the expense of going to high-end restaurants. Mm-hmm. I think that grocery stores, I think that my own opinion, I was in Rouse's today. Grocery stores at a time, uh, years ago, were just grocery stores. Yeah. You went in there for the mm-hmm. basics. Yeah. I'm in Rouse's today. They have a soup bar with yeah. three soups. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I taste those soups, I buy those soups. Yeah. They're very good. Mm-hmm. They have a fresh salad bar. Mm-hmm. You can fix a salad any way you want with whatever ingredients, whether you're trying to eat healthy, you don't give a darn what you put on there, but you can make your own salads. Yep. We happened to stroll into Rouse's on Father's Day. We went out. And we ran into Rouse's last minute to pick up something. Oh, my God. Rouse's over here in Slidell, they were grilling steaks for Father's Day. Oh, wow. Mm. You had your, uh, you had last, there's some people who know how to handle Father's Day. Go ahead. So they were well, grilling steaks and what? They were grilling steaks. You had a choice mm-hmm. of either strip or ribeye. Mm-hmm. I love ribeye. Mm-hmm. I do not like strip. Yeah, me neither. My husband likes strip. Yep, me, mine too. You could walk into Rouse's, and then you pulled up in their parking lot. You could smell this aroma. They had twice-baked potatoes already with large pieces of French bread, and you got to pick whatever steak you wanted, and they would grill it however you wanted with a twice-baked potato and a piece of French bread for $10. The line was at least 20 people deep. Mm. Now, did they? Now, were you eating it there, or did you take it home? You were taking it home. Okay, because I was going to say, but, there's not much atmosphere in the Rouse's parking no, lot. No, no. Okay. But my point is this. My point is people just want good food. Yeah. Rouse's mm-hmm. was grilling the same thing. At a good price. They want good buy. food at a good price. They want good food at a good price. But $10. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we had already eaten, but I looked at my husband and I said, oh, my goodness. What's the next holiday? <laughs> well, it's, it's just, you can go there, you can get your Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah. You can no, go to the right. seafood department. You can order whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Before, I was at Rouse, when I was at Rouse's today, they were putting out these little bitty plastic containers that were like six inches by six inches square. They had four separated compartments and one compartment they had their homemade chicken salad another compartment had their fresh fruit which was happened to be grapes they had cubes of cheese in another compartment and crackers in another compartment 
for four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Mm. And I see people taking advantage of these things. I was at a bagel restaurant last week. Tell me about that, because people are always looking for bagel. uh, Creole bagel in Slidell. Can't beat it. Say it again. Every single day. Creole bagel. It's right next to the Copelands and and Slidell on Gauze. Okay. Mm -hmm. But while I'm sitting there with a friend, and I was there for about an hour, a little over an hour, that waiter.com mm-hmm. picked up at least eight orders. Yeah. Mm. It blew me away. Yeah. I'm thinking, I don't understand. Oh, Tom's Who would have ever thought we that. would have went to a food truck to get food? Yeah. You went to a restaurant. You went to other places when you wanted to eat this. You can walk in Rouse's and get any kind of cake. You can order whatever you want. You can have homemade bread. And I'm thinking... This has got to be hurting the restaurant industry. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, you, you're talking about you're talking about people who are just looking to eat, but you're not going to be able to reproduce the experience of being in a dining room and being served. But, you know, Marianne. I don't think it matters to, to most well, well, this is what I'm saying. It depends on the person. It depends. On, I'll, I'll give you an example. I um, I would go into the Rouse's salad bar and put together a salad that's probably going to be like ten dollars, but I'd Me rather too. go. I'd rather go to Fogo de Champ that has a salad bar that has an environment, and I can sit and leisurely help myself to whatever I want. Fabulous, gorgeous environment. Uh, gorgeous product, beautiful ingredients, every imaginable thing, exotic things, too, for $15. Well, and you know, Marianne, I'm going to compare what you just said, too. We have a place over here called Salad Station, Mm -hmm. and their whole thing is that it's, you know, um, creme de la creme. Yeah. High-quality ingredients. Uh You'll see people sitting in there in coat and tie. Yeah. Eating these salads that they've put together, they'll order some off of the board, whatever that's there. But I just feel that, you know, I don't think it's just about millennials, about opening a can. I think it's kind of the way that people today are programmed. And I have to say, sometimes I do fall into that category because we are seniors now, and it's just so easy. Boy, that must be tough being a senior. I'm. Uh... Yeah, Tom. I know we can relate, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can relate, sweetheart. We can hang, honey. And you know, Marion, I'm like you. Somebody can have all of my snowballs because yeah. done. I'm just not into that Too kind sweet, of stuff. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm just saying, you know, honey. I'm just comparing, and I'm using Rouse's today because they had pizzas. You can go there and order oh, a yeah. pizza. You don't even yeah. have to go to a pizzeria. Yeah. Um, and it goes on and yeah, on and no, on. It's, but it's, it's amazing what's happened in grocery stores. And I don't even know how far back that goes, but it is it is a force to be reckoned with now. Well, and I'm sure that there's a lot of market research on that, too. In case you need something to fill the time on that, uh, we have discovered that Ron, the gourmet waiter, is standing that means, by. That means adios, Regina. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> hey, Ron. Hi. How are you all doing? We're doing great. How are you? Doing very well, thanks. 
I was listening to the show, and when I hear millennial, it, it it's a different challenge for the restaurant industry with the new generation. And yep. it's not just millennials; we're all we're all different. And uh, Ron, I, I how old are you? Different. How old are you? Fifty fifty-six. Oh, oh, okay. But I'm a young 56, and I relate well to younger people. And Mm -hmm. when I was talking to some of my employees, one of the things that I had to do is I had to make sure that I found out what they want out of this job. Because the assumption is money, and it's not always the money. And, you know, I would tell them, okay, well, well, I'm going to help you get what you want. But here's what I'd really like out of you. Here's what I would like. And one of the things was was, was, uh, some sort of notice. When, when you know when they're leaving, because sometimes they'd walk up to me, "Hey, boss, just want to let you know today's my last shift." I said, "What?" <laughs> they said, "Yeah, I've, I've got a new job. I start tomorrow." Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, "Well, you know, I've got the rest of the week to cover." Uh, thanks for the notice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it presents it presents a, a, a challenge to anyone. I um, I've done some consulting work, and one of the things that I did with a restaurant was I recommended that they go from servers to counter service. I didn't like to do it, and I Com- can't name uh, the restaurant. Explain uh, what that means. That's, that's a, a new one on me. Counter service means you're going to walk up oh, to the counter. Oh, counter service. Okay. Order. Yeah, right. yeah. The one I thought who really did it very, very well was Cafe Nino. I miss Nino. Buongiorno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. It was and, a good and, little place. Yeah, and, and what you're doing is, is now you don't have to worry about, let's say, five servers coming in. If I have five servers coming in to cover a shift, I, I've got to have at least eight or nine on the schedule. So, yeah. you know, my challenge every day with servers was, okay, are they going to show up? Because I've got uh-huh. some servers is that, 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 the truth? that can handle. I've got some servers that can handle five tables at a time. But if we have five servers and one doesn't show up, and we've got 35 tables, now you've got four servers, okay? And if we've got a full house, that's 32 tables. That's that's putting a lot of pressure on someone who might have a five-table you know, yeah. section limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't like to do it because I like the idea of service and, you know, the idea of this restaurant, you know, being employment for people. But counter service is a lot easier because now, mm-hmm. you, now all you've really got to worry about is the back. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is the food com- The food comes out hotter, and I know that's important yeah, to that, a lot that, of people. That is uh, true. Well, it's, it's definitely waiter, everything's changing, for sure. If, I, if I'm a waiter and I'm waiting on a six-top like I used to do routinely because I like large tables, if your food, if the Fitzmaurice food came up in the back and it's ready and we don't have food runners, if I've got a six-top that I'm waiting on and I'm just starting to take that drink order, I can be there five minutes. Ooh, that's and I, don't, a, I don't like food. That will be a low tip, like too. Yeah, I don't yeah. like food sitting under heat lamps. So with counter service, the kitchen runs it out as soon as it's yeah, ready. Right. Hey, Ron. So within one minute, oh. it's on your it's on your table. Go ahead. May I bother uh, you with a, a little interruption from you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> this okay, is the theme I, of the show. Go ahead. Uh, well, we have a lot of sponsors today, so we, we just are, have one what? more spot to do, Tom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, our program is uh, sponsored today by the Wedge Salad, and I would uh, of all the things I've had there that uh, certainly in the in the uh, in the salad Uh Uh, but the way you make this and it's something that's actually on the menu at uh, Porter Porter and Luke and what it consists of is three salads really where you take a head of lettuce and you cut it 
in uh, what will wind up being uh, six threes. different ways. Yeah. In threes, yeah. And uh, one of them is topped with uh, fried oysters and some blue cheese dressing, a little crumble of that. Uh, there is another part of this now that is uh, topped with shrimp remoulade. shrimp remoulade, exactly. Shrimp remoulade and uh, some of that on top of uh, yet another salad. And then finally, the third one is uh, crab meat ravigot, again, on the same uh, sort of wedge salad. So you get all three a really good salad and a, really like an appetizer and a lot of other th delicious food there, too. This is on the menu every day at um, uh, our Porter friends. And Luke. Porter and Luke. Porter 15, and Luke. 17 Metairie Road. All of those are true. And we will return with more of the food show in a moment. Or should we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Do no. We have call? We have another... Okay. Steven's on the phone. Oh, Ron, yeah. I, think, I think that was your cue. Thank you, Ron. Bye. Thank you. All right, let's go to Stephen. Hey, I've noticed that Walmart has uh, has a lot of self-opening cans on their products, <laughs> where you don't need a can opener; you just pull the pull yes. the top oh, yeah. and it opens. Okay, I thought you were joking. I thought you meant like a can actually opening itself. Yes, you that know, is I'm, an easy way to do it. It is. Yeah, and that would work for the Millenniums. I don't have to go looking for their uh, can opener. Uh, you're showing your age there, Stephen. It's not a Millennium. That's like the Millennium Falcon. It's Millennials. Yeah, yeah. Millennials. okay, whatever. Poor Millennials, we um, pick on them so much. And uh, also these ones that you order your food uh over the over your computer and it comes to you it's sitting in a box for or re, you know iced down sitting on your doorstep when you get home and it comes every day where where they get like a pork chop and they get a a piece of uh, uh a couple vegetables that you that you still have to cook it but it's already portioned out for you and ready to go oh that's that um i heard the most hilarious bit from a guy who was talking about who was talking about uh, having ordered that kind of it was like a blue apron thing, yeah. And he was and he was talking about how you get a certain amount and then you get another order and it's one of these things where they just keep they just keep sending it and you you have yeah. to I don't know if you excuse me I don't know if you cancel it or what but. But you just keep getting it's like Lucy in the chocolate factory, you know? Yeah. It just keeps yeah. coming whether you're ready for it or not. And so you're talking saw one hmm? that they offered you forty dollars off your first order. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have all the other you. orders that you have to yeah. do something with. And the person yeah. was saying, well, you know what? I want to go to dinner tonight, but I can't because I have to cook the food that I was sent. And it was just, it's like this ridiculous thing. And I wonder how long that's going to go on because it really can't be working for everybody. You know, yeah. it sounds like a good idea, but maybe isn't, you know? Because you still got to cook it whether you have to exactly. pop it in the oven for exactly. an hour or I, you have to put it in a frying pan and grill it. I, know. I don't know why the, these people think that these things are good ideas. Like there was this one thing on the North Shore a bunch of years ago where you would go to this place and cook your meals at home for home. So in other words, you would go. That is a truly horrible idea. And cook and then bring the meals home. And I'm thinking, 
what would make a person think this is a good idea? I don't understand well, that. Didn't the Brennans have a place next to Dornax where you went in and, and yeah, foodies. they did something similar? Foodies? It was called foodies. No, it didn't last very long. No, but you didn't it cook did it not yourself. last very long. Here was what was wrong with that. It was before its time. That I think they must have seen Eatsies uh, in another city. And came back and thought, oh, this is a great idea, which, in fact, it is for another city where there's a lot more population or where there are a lot more forward thinking. That is not something that would work here. And it didn't work. And we loved it. But it was just not, you know, it was a little before its time. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Eatsies is not uh, around anymore either. I've, I was very surprised to run into Eatsies in Dallas, and I think that might be the only one left. They all shut down like overnight all over the country. It was owned by the Macaroni Grill. Yeah. So anyway, it's strange. I don't know why anyone would think that they should pick up and go to uh, like a like a central kitchen with their food and cook it and then pack it all up and come home. I mean, why would you do that? That's bizarre. You know? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of ideas okay. out there. They come and go. They come okay. and go. All right. Take care. Thank you, Stephen. 260-6368 mm-hmm. is the number. Mm-hmm. We kind of really run the gamut. You know, we, we were talking have. about uh, we were talking about our, our restaurant experiences, and then we went to Cannes. And then we Cans, went to the movie place. Uh, and then we went to no. uh, snowballs and frozen treats, and somehow or another went back to the subject of poor millennials that we're always talking about. But how? But but the truth of the matter is, and this was true of baby boomer, boomers too. You and baby you boomers are, as yeah, well. Sure, right. You are a a large, large generation and a force to be reckoned with when you come of age and start having your own habits. And those habits affect what was there before. It happened with the baby boomers. It's happening with millennials now. But that is absolutely having a major impact on the restaurant business. Our kids are millennials and they grew up in restaurants. And that was kind of odd back then to eat most of your meals in restaurants. But those kids, not our kids, Normal. It's normal to them. I know. Our kids, I thought, were different. But it turns out that when they all grew up, the whole generation eats a lot of their meals out. So um, it's not so unusual. And that's probably because the grocery stores had come into being with these to-go prepared items. and, And people just got used to not really cooking the family meal at home. So it's. You know, and it's kind of mm. sad because I think a lot's been mm. lost there. Mm. It's really mm. too bad. Mm. Anyway, two six zero six three six. Oh, it's too late for that. We're we're leaving. But tomorrow, uh, Scott Craig from Francesca and Katie's will be here, and then Friday, Duke. We will talk to you later. Have a wonderful e- dinner and a wonderful evening. Yeah, have a great dinner somewhere where you uh, really like the food and you're not just fighting with the people who own the place. It's always better places to go than the one you're in. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.